Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, my good people? Welcome back, Confluencers. This is episode 31. I remember when it was episode one. I did not know what I was doing, but I did know I want to start a podcast. I have been asking all over, interviewing people on how, and there were 50,000 ways. And finally, finally, someone told me the easiest way So much of my life is complicated. I prefer the easy way on certain things. And let me tell you, the first episode was rocky, shaky. I remember my cousin texting me like, oh, it's too many spaces. It's too many this. It's too much that. Somebody also texted and said, it's not what doesn't match the name. It was real splicey. And I was still trying to figure it out. People were acting like I was, you know, doing this a thousand times. But it was my first time out the gate. And guess what? I eventually figured it out. And that is my advice to you. Put your dreams in actions and start somewhere. I hope all is well in your world. And you are riding high like a kite in the spring. Thank you for being a part of this amazing tribe. This podcast was designed to connect a community of women dedicated to making an impact by using their gifts, skills, and talents to serve others through encouragement, positive energy, and authentic advice. I hope I keep it real with you. Why? Because I, too, am lifting as I climb. Y'all. I'm on the ladder with you. I haven't made it to the top, but together we will get there. I hope you had the opportunity to listen to last week's podcast with Savvy Girl Money. She is so amazing with her gift of money. She has me out here looking for stocks and high yield savings accounts. My money must work for me while I'm asleep. That's what it's all about. Making some residual income. So if you haven't listened to it, please do so. A lot of insightful information was given. Now, in the world of Confluence Connection, that girl from Houston, Texas, shout out to H-Town. Beyonce is out here dropping new albums and Netflix documentaries like Rain, okay? April showers, Beyonce got the flowers, okay? If you are a B fan, I know that you were extremely happy. You know you are the leader of the pack when you don't require marketing before your album drops. Catch that tea. Beyonce makes history at Coachella in 2018. And we did not know how she did it, but she shares it in her new documentary, Homecoming. First of all, she was the first black woman to headline at Coachella. Let me say that. Then it took her eight months to prepare for a rigorous show. 
And according to her diet, she barely ate to get her body back right for the performance. She killed herself with the workouts, though. I know the beehive is going to swarm and sting me for this critique. Now, the name homecoming is cute, and I get it. But you know I'm Greek, y'all. So she's playing off the Greek letters due to the makeup of her show with the stepping and the battle of the bands, particularly from HBCUs. However, I want people to know that even Greek letters are alphabets as well. And every letter has a sound. Come through phonics and phonemes. You can so tell I'm an educator. So in Greek letters, that word is actually not homecoming she uses theta which is t for the o she uses sigma which is s for the e so it's really like her time some like it's really not homecoming right and i know people are like who cares who cares i mean that's me she can do anything she want yes i get it good people I get it, confluencers. But just like when we read our friends' irregular, incorrect post, the same thing goes for B. We want her to win in every facet of her life. I definitely want her to win because she's a trailblazer. What am I trying to say? You definitely, before you go live with anything in your business, have people to verify and triple check, triple check it, triple check it, triple check it. Let me tell you who else is out here being all confluential like. These 15 beauty execs that are African American. Essence drops a digital mag of 15 of the most impressive black women in the beauty industry. They are holding space in the beauty industry and changing it from the inside out. Yes, they are speaking from our point of view. I'm talking about companies like L'Oreal Professional, Estee Lauder. Yes, I love Estee. Procter & Gamble and Ulta. Who knew? Who knew that their executives were African-American women? That's what I call pretty and powerful and they give back to their community so please go check out that issue there is power in giving back giving back means that you are grateful and it's for a good reason throughout our lives from childhood to adulthood community is an essential part of our everyday existence like i still hold Oak Cliff, Texas, near and dear to my heart, even though for the last 21 years, I have been a proud citizen of 713. No matter where you grew up in the community, friends and family have played a positive role in your life. That's why it's so important to return the favors and give back to those around you, even in the most small ways. Whether you're providing care for the elderly or organizing activities for the Boy Scouts or speaking to the girls club or tutoring the students at your old elementary school, 
It's the impact that you make on others and it inspires others to do more. I actually saw someone give back. So that is what planted the seed in me as a child to give back when I had the opportunity and the chance. In the words of Gandhi, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. We give back because it teaches us to find compassion within ourselves and to stay attached to the values that are linked for the common good. One reason I give back is because it keeps me humble. It helps me to remember where I came from and those that are less fortunate than myself. You never know when you're going to be on the receiving end. So give while you can give. Believe me, no good deed goes unnoticed. My guest today knows firsthand about giving back and good deeds. She is filled with the spirit of love and a heart for service. She believes her God-given purpose is to encourage teens, both men and women who are dealing with trials similar to the one she has experienced. She founded and incorporated a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the Troubled Movement Incorporated. She is dedicated to enriching and encouraging teens, young adults, to use their spiritual gifts through educational programs, events, and activities. She believed that her mission is to help others move from troubled to triumphant. Ladies of Confluence, let's whoop it up for my mentee, Miss Miranda Evans, the founder of the Troubled Movement. Whoop, 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 whoop. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am well. I'm excited to have you on my podcast finally. I'm excited to finally be here. Oh my God. Like, what can I do to get my mentee on my podcast? <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing about my mentor. <laughs> oh my God. Can you make some time for me? Can you make some time for me? Can you please Always. pencil me in? <laughs> I got to pencil you in. You my mentor. And my big sister. Listen. <laughs> Listen. You you are doing big things. And I am proud of you. I sit back and I say, look at her. Look at her. Look at her. I remember when she was a shy, timid <laughs> child. Now she has a wings and she is spreading and transforming and evolving as life is going on, honey. Thank you, mental. I learned from the best, man. I had to pass it down. Okay. so i personally know you but tell people who you are and what you do okay i am miranda evans um i am a self-published author thanks to the wonderful charlie marco who was my mentor um and i've i'm i have two books one is entitled trouble that's the first one and it's my memoir story of my life the second one is called renewed strength it's kind of a motivational manual and i am the founder and president of the troubled movement which is a youth mentoring and education nonprofit organization
organization. And education and nonprofit organization. Yes. Who you help? Who you help with this education <laughs> nonprofit? Tell us who you help, girl. We mentor boys and girls from 13 to 25. Usually, um, mostly it's 13 to 18. Um, both boys and girls. So we have male mentees and female mentees. We have male mentors and female mentors. Um, and with the education program, we give out scholarships every year to high school juniors and seniors that go through our contests and apply and provide all their documents and do an essay and things like that. So we try to promote education awareness. And we have a group mentoring we have one-on-one mentoring sessions so each mentee or each child is paired with an adult that's amazing so you out here inspiring people to become better basically yes i always say i always talk about the importance of mentoring and how we can make mentoring a movement with us as a perfect example you mentored me i mentor teens it's it's a cycle so we just have to keep mentoring especially with the younger generation they need positive influences in their lives yes they do yes they do trust me I mean that's really what it's all about like helping the next generation to become I don't like to say better but to become greater yes right because good comes you know in I like to say degrees so Maybe, you know, my mom's generation, they was good. So I should be better. So let's help somebody to be best and then greater. Like, let's just keep elevating each other yep. to the highest platform. And it, it is about education mm-hmm. because I see, I work with you youth daily. And the problem is, is that they are not educated, even just from the simplest things to all the way to our finances. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like from the, most how to navigate through yep. life <laughs> and how to, you know, get be financially sound when you become an adult. So kudos to you and your movement and wanting to give back. Thank you. Yes, that is my life mission. That is my God-given purpose. Okay. And when it's given by God, you know it's going to line and just go on up to, you know, higher grounds, baby. Just keep going higher. Now, let me ask you this, because, you know, when I think about a woman of confluence, right, she might have to work a nine to five and, you know, do all of the things that she must do in order to thrive and stay alive. Mm -hmm. But she's a dreamer. She wants to step out on faith. She wants to create a nonprofit or a brand that many will recognize. How do you manage work-life balance while building your brand? Um, I will say that I can manage it better, but um, I manage it by prioritizing. Um, I'm a writer, like, as far as everything. So I find that if you write down, like, what what you have to do, like, say you wake up every morning and you have a to-do list. So you can write down, like, okay, what is more important? I know I have to go to work from this time to this time. So as far as my entrepreneurship or my nonprofit, then I can only do it from this time to this time. So you, if you schedule it and keep yourself on a plan and a daily regimen, then it's easy to balance. And then when you're planning it and actually writing it down, you have to prioritize. So what's more important and what do I have to do right now? 
because there's some tasks mm. like we get into the habit of we want to do something that really doesn't need to be done until two months from now but we, we and then we got something to do tomorrow but we don't want to do that so it's about prioritizing and not trying to do too much at one time because that was one of the things mm. that I did have to learn I can't do everything in one day and I would stay up late at night trying to finish everything in one day and I realized that I, that wasn't possible so I started to prioritize based on what's most important and what's ne- what needs to be done soon as far as the entrepreneur side. And you have to schedule it around your things that you know you have to do. Like if you know you have to go to work Monday from 10 to 5, then don't plan on doing anything on your self-employed side during those times. So prioritizing is what is helping you stay afloat and keeping your business manageable yes and your life business and your business business because i think that so many women try to like you say do it all at mm-hmm. once or like you know their plate is full but they're not like okay this is a priority and it must be done now because i have this going on and then i will tackle this once this is shipped off for mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, really, like, that's 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 really some sound advice. Yeah, and you have to also schedule time for yourself. because. And when I say schedule it, Ooh. I mean really put it in your planner. Like, literally, I have to put in my planner from 7 to 8, I'm going to read. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to go get a massage. Like, if you don't write it down, it's easy to not do it. Because I live and breathe by my planner. So if I write it down, it's kind of like writing it down and bringing it to fruition. Like It's a reminder that, hey, you need to take care of yourself. And since reading is my way of relaxing, then I try to schedule every day at least an hour to read. And like track it. Okay, did you read on the second? Did you read on the third? Like that way at the end of the month, I can see what days I actually read. And that should be if every day, if not at least 90%. So even scheduling time for yourself has to be in that as well. Wow. So you believe in self-care. Definitely. <laughs> because it's easy to get lost in the sauce. It's easy to kind of like lose your way when you are trying to live, you know, I, I, I like to say two lives. I wear, I mean, I wear several hats. Mm-hmm. But when I am like an entrepreneur, like, okay, I'm noticing that I even prioritize it through days. Mm-hmm. Sunday is has literally become my day for my business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I that's when I work on my emails. That's when I plan my calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have to do it by days. Yep. Uh and you're right. That schedule. Like I I I listen. That schedule cuz I I will overschedule like a beautician. <laughs> I have three people set up for an 8 o'clock podcast like how did that happen? Uh-huh. But it's because I didn't write it down. Yeah, I like I like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tell people all the time mm-hmm. if I didn't write it down, I'm gonna forget. Cause they'll be like, Well, we were supposed to call at five o'clock. Oh, I didn't write that down. I'm sorry. They have an event coming up. If I don't that's why I tell people, please let me know ahead of time if you have an event. I don't even if it's three or four months out, let me write it down and make a note so that I don't schedule anything over that. Like I literally live my plan. It goes everywhere I go. And I'm not a phone technology person. I like to have an actual physical planner because even in my phone, I'll forget. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> <I'm> a- so <laughs> listen. 
I'm little old school. Like, you didn't you didn't gave your mentee. So you you didn't became the mentor and I'm the mentee. <laughs> so look, you didn't gave me some advice. I need to start scheduling yes. everything. Yes. And even um even if you do want to use like a scheduling app, what's really good, it's called Setmore. Um and you can like download the app. So what I do is I'll go into Setmore and people can even you create your own link. So if you want to do charliemarco.setmore.com and send it out to people, they can schedule meetings, phone calls, anything. Like I literally have to do my mama's taxes and I made her go into the app and schedule with me. <laughs> like this is my mother. So and I block out when I go to work, when I tutor, and you because you can go in and, and do slot blockers so you can block your own. So people won't make a meeting or something like that, and it's free. It's completely okay. free. Set more, yes, set more is the app. Yes, it's a uh, okay. website, and you can do it as an app. You can incorporate it into your website where people can click the button and schedule an appointment. But yeah, set more is. I recommend that to all entrepreneurs out there. Everybody, it works if you want to take the technology route. I use both. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do we need to know about creating a successful nonprofit like the 80-20 rule? Like what do we need to know? Like, you know, because like I said, a woman of confluence, she has a lot of things that she she is a creative mm -hmm. woman. She's a woman who wants to see the world prosper, want to see others, you know, do well. Mm -hmm. So what does she need to know about creating a nonprofit? Um, one, have a lot of patience. A nonprofit is probably 10 times as hard as building a business. Um, most, like 80% of nonprofits fail within the first year because usually it's either due to um, team issues or financial issues because every, mm. every amount of money that comes through a nonprofit is donated or grants or sponsorships before those first couple years you're really basing it on just donations um, because you kind of have to build yourself and build your brand before you start applying for grants so 80 percent of nonprofits fail within the first year and ttm um, has been around for three years now so we've already beat that stigma and that statistic by being around for more than a year and it is you have to have a board of directors you have to have a team that you trust and that you feel is loyal and that cares about your passion and your mission just as much as you do. Because yes. if not, and you lose your team, then all of the weight of trying to manage a nonprofit falls on you. And legally, you have to have a board of directors before you can even apply for a 501c3. So you have to really evaluate who is going to be on my team, who is a good uh, who is going to be a good part of my team and does this person understand my mission? Does this person care about my nonprofit just as much as I do? Um, no, I don't recommend friends and family. That's the number one. Like, I know you want to put your best friend on, but <laughs> no friends and family. Um, if they are friends, then there needs to be a established line between friendship and business. Because, yes. for instance, because they just don't really mix. They really don't mix. They kind of when they the the lines get you know fuzzy gray. Yep. 
and yeah. then you end up losing a friend over something, or you end up hurting your business. And I did, I made that mistake, you know, when I first started TTM and my board of directors, I put people on the team that were kind of like friends, and it was a kind of a fuzzy line between Miranda the boss and Miranda the friend. And mm-hmm. you can do that because I currently have two close people on my board of directors. Stephanie Davis is my secretary and Christian Simmons is my vice president. Both who are friends of mine have a very, they are very strategic about business and friendship. They are clear on that line, just like I am. So even if you do decide to take that route, you have to pick people who are mature, who are loyal, who know, okay, this is business and this is friendship. So it does work in some cases, but you have to use that spirit of discernment and let God guide you to who that person or those people may be. And I learned that the hard way. Wow. <laughs> I learned that the hard yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> and every woman that I asked that question, everybody says, steer clear of friendship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because you just said it. If you want to remain friends, because mm-hmm. sometimes our vi- like we're great friends. We can go shopping to girl, uh, together. We can go uh, eat out together. We can even go on trips together. But when we're talking about my vision and what I feel like God gave me, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes as friends, they try to tell us like what it should, how it could be better. Like, no, like it can be better, but let's try my way first. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a, it's, you clash even as friends. So imagine if you doing business with this person and nonprofits are stressful because there's so many outside movements and you have so many legalities because you can, you are every, every day you're at risk of losing your 501c3 status if you do something. So you have to be really careful about how you operate, what you spend money on, what you do, especially when working with youth. You have to make sure your parental consents are in line. Like there's so many moving parts to it. It's it's just yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's possible. So with that being said, what do you think your greatest win has been? I think, well, for one, I would say our greatest win has been being able to to be our third year in. Um, because like I said, 80% of nonprofits fail within the first year. So I would say definitely being three years in is a major accomplishment. Um, also, We've been awarded as a top nonprofit two years in a row. We finally gotten to the point where we're getting um, federal and governmental grants, um, sponsorships. We got we get sponsorships from Ross and all these big companies. So we're finally being recognized, especially in the Houston community. And my win for me personally is to see the smile and impact I've made on my kids. Because yes. I, you know, they're they're interviewing right now with U of H students who are working with us, and I was sitting in on the interview, listening to them. How being, you know, me being their mentor, being a part of the trouble movement has touched them, and I've watched the growth of these children over the past year or two, in in front of my own eyes, based on the mentoring that they received from me and from the trouble movement. So that's my biggest win is to know that they have overcome so much. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Overcome. Like, it, that's what it's yeah. about. Like, we all go through something, mm-hmm. but it's about, you know, how I'm going to take this, you know, and in the words of my pastor today, I passed yes. it, you know, he said, like, grief is sure to come, mm-hmm. but, you know, how you get over it is that you dance with the limp. Like, having grief is like, you know, a, a broken leg that is, you know, hard to, you know, mend. Mm-hmm. So you learn how to dance with your grief. You learn how to dance with the trouble. You learn how to dance in your situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there is no such, we cannot outrun life. We There is no such thing as a perfect life. But, like, if you can help someone along the way so they can dance you know, with the limp, dance through their situation, dance through their outcome, dance through the circumstance. It makes everything worthwhile. And that's what it's about. The smile on somebody's face. And, you know, like I I say often, it would be great if I could go back to my elementary school and tell so many teachers how they have helped me and shaped me um, to be A, the teacher I am, or educator that I am, but B, the life lessons, you know what I mean? Like outside of, you know, reading math, math and, you know, language arts, mm-hmm. the life lessons outside of what my mother and my grandmother has taught me, but the life lessons that they didn't know that they were imparting wisdom has truly shaped my life. I have some people like that in my life. Yeah. And so, you know, what you're doing is commendable. It should be applauded, you know. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very proud of you, and you know I'm like a mother with her chest stuck out <laughs> um, because you are a millennial and you're doing all of these great things. Yeah, um, thank you. I mean, it, it, you. Uh, <laughs> I definitely. What, what do you think your superpower is? Oh, and you know what's funny about that? <laughs> I like nickname myself the Black Superwoman. I real life got a cape and everything. Um, <laughs> I think my superpower is I'm trying to find the word for it. It's kind of, it's it's really two. It's compassion and then it's perseverance. And those are like basic words but they have meaning. Because my superpower is no matter how hard things get, I still find some way to to just keep pushing through it and to keep persevering and especially within the past year I mean I'm talking mental breakdown to where I had to go on a sabbatical and step down temporarily as president of my own organization because I was so just mentally tired but I was Mm -hmm. able to make that decision because you know with us when I say us I mean black women we don't know when to take a break and we don't know when to stop. We put our own physical health at risk because we got to keep going because we got to prove people wrong. We got to do this. We got to do that. But at the same time, you have to take care of yourself. So I would say my um, superpower is definitely persevering through all of that because even through the mental breakdown, I still was able to come out of it and persevere through it and keep going. Is, that's all God right there. <laughs> that's all God. Um, and then I would say compassion because I have a lot of compassion for kids, even for 
just humans in general that have been through things because I've been through so much. And that's also what keeps me going is that I know that as long as there's people out here going through stuff, then I have to do something to make it make a change. Uh, and so that is got to do something to make yeah, the change. That is the yes. power that So therefore, it's my mm. superpower. Yeah. Because it's easy to give up on somebody willing. that's not you. Because how many times do we say, well, that's not my business. That don't have nothing to do with me. I'm not that person. Oh, well, they'll figure it out. But <laughs> you have to be a part of that. You have to be able to help in some way. We got to get out of this crabs in a bucket mentality and start climbing the ladder together. The ladder together. Instead of stepping on each other to get to the top. Wow. <laughs> Why be on your ears, honey? <laughs> I got an old phone. I do got an alien. You ain't do nothing but make it worse, so. <laughs> Yo, hey. Like, I call hey, it Hey, <laughs> I call it wisdom. You know what I mean? Like, I, I call it wisdom. You know? um, I think, you know, because I was raised by, you know, an elderly woman, elderly. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like some things that I've endured. You know, I just remember my grandmother saying stuff like, "A bird in the hand beats two in a bush," and I didn't know what that mean. I didn't know what that mean when I was growing up, but now, now I know exactly what she was saying. I know exactly what she was saying. So you know, it's just like that little wisdom, like I said, just been shaped my whole life because. People love, people mentored. I like to say I had Titus women in my life. Women that mm-hmm. saw the importance of looking back and mm-hmm. helping, you know, lifting as they climb. I, I you know, I, I like people that lift as they climb because we're all still climbing yeah. up this ladder. And so I had those kind of women that surrounded me. And so I just, you know, have no choice but to do the same. None whatsoever. Yep. I so tell us what do you have coming up for the trouble movement? Um, well, we have some pretty big things coming up. Uh, we're working on a capital campaign, but I will discuss more of that at our upcoming event. It is our third annual Spring into the Future fundraising gala. It's on April 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Congregation Emmanuel. Um, Mm. We will be, the food is catered, um, and the lovely Charlie Marco was our host last year, who did a phenomenal job, by the way. Um, I got a lot of comments on how awesome and funny she is. Um, (laughs) Yes, everybody was like, she's so funny and happy and bright and pop. I was like, that's my mentor. But we have that event coming up on April 27th. We're going to be doing fundraising. There's going to be catered food. We have some vendors as well. So we'll have youth and adult vendors. We'll do uh, a silent auction. We'll have a Survivor Award ceremony, youth entertainment, and we'll be giving out our scholarships. So we have the same game. Spring into the Future is our theme. And it's going to be great. This is our yearly annual celebration for the Trouble Movement. This event means a lot to me. Um, and I hope to see everybody come out. Tickets are available on Eventbrite at ttmgala2019.eventbrite.com. Wow. Yes. Yes, so honey. Spring into the future. Money to give back. 
Yes. Those children can go to college. Yes. And so they can lift as they climb. Hmm. I love it. It's, it's going to be amazing. All the kids are going to be there. Some of them are performing. It's, yeah, it's going to be exciting. And thank you to Jonathan Martin from Fox 26 News, who is our host this year. That's going to be good. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited. I got my dress yesterday. You should be. <laughs> I got you my dress should yesterday. be. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nice. So I'm, I'm definitely ready. I'm counting down the days. It's April. I'm excited. 20 more days and we did. 20 more days and you're going to be shining like the star on the red carpet. Yes. You know, like you are. Those in. Everything. Photographer, video, step and repeat, the blue carpet, all of that. And oh, attire wow. is formal yes. attire. So bring out your gowns and your, and your suits and get ready to have fun. Suited and booted. <laughs> so before you go, before you go, because I keep saying a woman of confluence, and I think that, you know, by far, you absolutely exude, you know, a woman of confluence. But what would be your definition for confluence? I think confluence is, to me, means to gather, to merge, to come together as not only African-American people, but especially African-American women, um, we have to, like I said earlier, get rid of this crabs in a bucket mentality. So to be confluent means to collaborate and not compete in order to make an influence on your people in your community. So I think that has... Oh, that's good. I like that definition. You know, like to be confluent is to be influential. And you can't, you can do it by yourself and you can be phenomenal at it, but two is always better than one. And so if you come together with your fellow sister, and that's why I respect you for this podcast, women on it, and you come together and gather and collaborate, then you can together make more, make more of an influence and more of an impact. So that's what confluence means to me. It means to not compete and to make a better influence together. Well, you better say that today. <laughs> you better say that. Well, honey, that's been our time. Oh, man. I thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing about the trouble movement. I look forward to the gala. Yes. Get ready, get ready. And doing it up. You know how we do. And being bells of the ball. <laughs> I can't wait. I already know you're going to come through looking looking like Charlie Marco's finest. I hey, told somebody. I listen, I, I, I try. I told somebody you I tried the other day. And he was like, I know Charlie. Charlie Marco on Instagram. I was like, that's her. <laughs> listen, listen. We need to, like, schedule an app. We need an Instagram app to post it, like, you know, building a brand where people fail to realize it's not an overnight success, Mm-mm. you know, and you got to be very careful of things that, you know, like blow up really quickly, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that's like infection, like in our body, when it blows up real quickly, that's infection, you yep. know? 
and you don't want to want it to be infected because yeah. something that's infected, you got to get rid of it. Yeah. And so that's another reason why I have this podcast with real women, real brands, real businesses that tells a real butt naked truth. It takes time and yep. you got to be very careful. You know what I mean? You got to be very careful, you know, not to want it. You want it bad, but you don't want it fast. You want it to build. You know what I mean? That's like a baby yeah. coming out your womb, tw- 20 years old. Baby, doctor, keep that one. Keep mm-hmm. that one. I don't want that baby. <laughs> I need my baby to come out as a baby so we can grow together. You know? So that's one reason why I created this podcast to help other women understand. You know, yes, dream big, dream out there, dream wild, but you know, just know that it's a process, a steady process. So yep. thank you for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for having me. And you know I love you, and I'm going to bring you back. I love you too, mentor. Because <laughs> I, I just mentor just ain't enough. <laughs> it's just not enough. It ain't. <laughs> I lo- love you, boo. I love you too. I will talk to you soon, and I love the podcast. And have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. I have nothing but love for you, Miranda. There you have it. Thank you, girl, for your nuggets of wisdom. You are wise beyond your years. Ladies of Confluence, please go like, follow, and share her information. In the words of Miranda, the bigger the dream, the more important the team. Friends and family don't always mix, so pick your team wisely. Another big takeaway, she said, we need to mentor the next generation. They need positive influences in their life. We want to surround our youth with positivity, purpose, and passion, especially our teen girls. My teen years were the roughest. God believe me. Ask my mom if you don't. We stayed at it. It's amazing. It's amazing that I turned out the way I did. Honey, if you only knew. But I'm so glad I had women in my life that guided me back to the right path when I lost my direction. To be honest, I'm still being mentored. Hey, we all lose our way. And it is great to have someone in your life that believes you and that can push you and see greatness in you when you cannot see it in yourself. So please, if you want to be a mentor, go sign up at the troublemovement.org and tell Miranda I sent you. Last and certainly not least, schedule time for yourself. Make yourself a priority and not an option. Put your needs on the calendar so you won't overlook them when it's time to relax, relate, and release. You are no good when you are pushed to the brink. It's all about a healthy work-life balance and making real time for you. Ladies of Confluence, do me a favor. Ask yourself how you can be a better asset to your community. Let's strengthen our communities, share our resources, and provide people with the building box 
for future development. It's always a good idea to give back to causes greater than yourself. Well, that's it for me this week. I am off to prepare for the gala. I must be fabulous and blue carpet ready. Until next time, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches, confluencers.